Brainstorming and pitching ideas is the funnest part of the creative process. We decided to skip the boring part of actually making stuff and just do the fun part. I'm comedian Tom Walma. I'm Marcus Oland. I'm Ahmed Mansour. I am Tyler Sonicson. And this is Creativity Wasted. One of you said you didn't want to talk about the coronavirus, but my idea is about the coronavirus. It's basically a series of like dumb coronavirus prevention ideas. And so the, the first one would be to uh, encourage social distancing by smelling bad on purpose. And my thought was that would work good for like grocery shopping, but like if you worked at McDonald's or something, you wouldn't want to smell bad because people might think it's the food that smells bad. So that wouldn't work for everything. One of my biggest challenges during coronavirus is deciding if I really need to shower that day. So sometimes I let it go for a while and I start to smell myself smelling bad. So I think you're on to something there. I think people are really letting yeah. themselves go. It's yeah. already happening. I don't know if it's strategic, though. <laughs> That's true. So another thought with that is um, you don't want to get the reputation of being the guy who smells bad. But if you're in public and you're wearing a mask... You could make the mask cover enough of your face so people won't recognize you afterwards. Yes. Ski mask. Okay. So now you've, you've enacted social distancing and you're wearing a mask. You're basically the ideal model citizen. Exactly. Well, okay. You just gave me an idea related to this. A great invention would be um, something that makes your breath fresh while wearing a mask because I have never realized how bad my breath was until I had to wear a fucking mask everywhere. And I'm just like, shit, is this what people are smelling all the time? So if there's a way you can, like, spritz something into the mask that improves your breath for your own sake, that would be clutch. I think it's or called chewing a, gum, bro. <laughs> <laughs> or, or actually, I just thought of a, I thought of a thing that I could very much use because I, um, I sometimes wear glasses. And when you wear glasses with a mask, the glasses fog up as soon as you yep. put the mask on. And I'm sure there's a very simple solution that I'm sure I could just Google in 2.5 seconds. But for the purposes of this podcast, I think that there should be a very expensive device made by the Shinola company in Detroit that prevents your glasses from fogging up if you're wearing a uh, COVID mask. Mm. Or glasses that don't fog up by Shinola. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually the same technology that they use to make the watch band stay together. Somehow that prevents your glasses from getting all foggy. So the mask will basically leak, is what you're saying, because of the shoddy manufacturing? Yeah, so they didn't realize that the side effect of the material they use to make the device also attracts coronavirus. It actually <laughs> just is like a magnet for coronavirus. So I was thinking, to add on to Tom's point, right, what if you just had soap that smelled like shit? Right? It's still clean. <laughs> so, like, you were clean. But I think you're describing What's that? I think you're describing Axe products. That's fucking brilliant. That's honestly brilliant. <laughs> but, yeah, basically. Title, Tom. Soap that smells like shit. Yeah, I actually had uh, perfume that smells like shit. And I thought that um, you'd run a risk, like, uh, if everybody smelled like shit in the same way, it wouldn't work. Because you'd get used to your own smell. So you'd need like a, almost like a ringtone of bad smell. Wait, is that why they're called de toilette? Um, perfume? I don't know. 
it's a toilet joke. Okay, cut that out. Yeah, I'll cut out the I don't know. I don't, I don't want to, no, cut, <laughs> cut out my horrible pun. Please. No, you got to leave that in. You got to leave I that in. I have a reputation. But yeah, um, you need a, a series of bad smells so that everybody smelled bad in a different way. Well, you need to wash your hands, right? It's got to be cleansing, but like shit smelling. So this would be hand soap that smells like shit. So basically just your hands would smell like shit. Like the rest of your body would smell fine. It'd make a body wash, too. <laughs> what I'm saying is you got to definitely be clean to prevent coronavirus. Like to Tom's point, you have to smell like shit, too. So to combine the two, you want soap that cleans you of the virus, but also smells like shit. I would rather just get corona at that point. And you will. I think they make soap for deer hunters that makes you smell like deer piss. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but you don't want everybody to smell like deer piss because then they'll just get used to the smell. So they won't stay I don't think they're getting used to that smell, man. Yeah, maybe. And then I thought to heighten the experience, you could have like something on your phone. Well, so when you sneeze, like the particles come out, they go flying, like spit driblets. So you could have like an air wick thing that you could wear that like shoots out a mist that you can see of like the bad smell. That'll definitely keep people away. And you could also give it like a, a disgusting noise, like a fart noise or whatever is related to whatever the smell is. You could also have a saying on your shirt. I couldn't come up with a good one that's short, but I said, uh, if you can smell my swamp ass, you're too close and could spread the virus. So you could put some sort of slogan that says, yeah, I smell like shit, and it's to keep you away. <laughs> That's to capitalize on the idea. Yeah, I suppose a bad, like, pot smell could keep people away. Or cause people to ask you to... How about a Greenpeace clipboard? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's fucking genius. So that was idea one. I've got ten of them. My next idea... Uh, well, I had two of them, which were ways to avoid touching your face. And so the first one would be like a head cone, like they give to dogs, so the dogs don't lick their wounds. That's pretty simple. But um, my thought was you couldn't wear it when you're driving if you're tall, because like my head is like an inch from the top of the roof of the car, unless you stuck your head out the um, sunroof. But then I thought, if your head cone is sticking out of the top of the sunroof, it's just going to siphon in the coronavirus particles as you drive. So that wouldn't work. Like a funnel? Like a funnel, yeah. So then I thought, you only need the bottom half of the cone to um, keep you from touching your face, to get in the way of your arms. So it'd be like a half head cone. And you could make it look like a giant, like a popped collar, or whatever the term is for like a big-ass shirt collar. Oh, you could do what I did and just shave your beard. I shaved my beard a week ago, and I haven't touched my face since. So they're right about that. Like, I was stubborn. I was just like, you know what? No, I'm not getting rid of this beard. And then I realized how much I like to sort of play with my beard. So I got rid of it, and now I'm just like, there's nothing there for me anymore. There's nothing there for my hands. There's nothing that's drawing my hands to my face anymore. Yeah, I'm a big fidgeter. I'm always, like, rubbing my nose and messing with my glasses and... Just bring back Rubik's Cubes and just make that normal to just be constantly playing with a Rubik's Cube or something like that, you know? Oh, or, or fidget spinners, dude. Fidget spinners, yeah, I forgot about those. I'd rather have Corona. <laughs> that could be the title of the episode, Tom. I'd rather have Corona. So the, the big-ass head cone could um, keep you from snacking because you can't reach your mouth. A downside is that you would be able to see your dick 
You'd be like a fat person, but you're not used to not being able to see your dick. So you might like um, have a mishap, like stand too far from the urinal, pee, pee on yourself, or whatever. Yeah, that's a silly thought. Um, I'm a skinny guy, and I haven't seen my dick in like ages. It's that small. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I think I I see my dick. I just don't mentally think anything of it. Like <laughs> it doesn't register as an important part of my day. Whatever. <laughs> so uh, the other one would be you could get some ropes and attach them to your wrists and then attach the other end to like your belt so that you couldn't bring your arms high enough to touch your face. The upside to that, you wouldn't look as silly. Like you could walk around with your hands in your pockets and nobody would be able to see it. And you could like, if you really wanted to, you could bend like way down to touch your face. But the idea is that you're not going to, like, as you're typing on a computer, you're not going to absentmindedly be touching your face. Because you don't accidentally, like, get into a yoga pose with your head down, like, in the try-to-suck-your-own-dick pose on accident. And also, at that point, if you're going to that extent to touch your own face, then you've got a bigger problem. Like, that means that you have an unhealthy fixation with touching your face. Yeah. Or there's, like, a bee on your face. Oh, yeah. The head cone, my thought is, like, how are you going to style it? You could make it look like a giant collar. You could make it look like a flower, but then bees might fly into your mouth. <laughs> and then you can't touch your face. Yeah, and then you can't touch your face to get them away. I laugh at most things about bees, especially the idea of just bees flying into your mouth, like a giant rope, like a line of bees, like, filing into your mouth, like, they're all, like, clocking in for work at the factory. Yeah. That sounds like a horror movie, dude. It does. My dad took up beekeeping in retirement. There's no joke behind that. It's just a funny thing, I thought. I feel like everyone at some point in their life is going to ask, should I take up beekeeping? And sometimes they follow through. But I feel like that's a thought that passes through almost everyone's mind. Even if they deny it, I think that is a thought that almost all of us have. It's just part of the human condition. It's a slippery slope. My dad's, like, getting addicted to, like, keeping. And not just bees, like... He just bought, like, a dozen chickens, like chicks, and he's now raising chickens in the garage, and I don't know much about chickens, but I don't think you're supposed to keep them in the garage. Well, <sighs> he's, he's keeping them, like, in a big box, like, under, like, a heat lamp until they grow up, and then he has a coop in the back oh. to, like, put them in. He's not in Michigan, he's, like, down in Georgia. It's like an addiction. He put in a down payment on lambs, like goats. Dude, okay, is it really an addiction, or is it just natural for people to, once they start doing Marcus, something like that, they're like, we live in the no, fucking dude. suburbs. No, dude, that's not my point. My point is, like, once you realize you can be self-sufficient on stuff, it's, you can just keep going with it. He's addicted to being self-sufficient. That's maybe, I don't know. I don't it's think not. It's not self-sufficient. He dumped thousands of dollars and got, like, $100 worth of honey. He just starts keeping insects that don't actually produce honey. He just, like, starts keeping, like, hives of hornets and wasps and things like that. Just just to think that just maybe that one day he'll be able to control, like, colonies of wasps that obey his commands or something like that. You should, you should check in on your dad. Yeah, you yeah, don't know what he's dude. doing, man. He could, he could be the wasp whisperer. Well, if he's losing money on the honey, maybe he's saving money for not having to have a home security system if there's bees in the garage. 
Right. Any successful business is not going to turn a profit for at least a couple of years. So give him some time. All right. He might be dumping money into this now. In the garage. But and now he's going to be the new Facebook. So what? He's going to have like a fried egg with some like goat milk with honey in it, like sweetened with some honey every morning. Yeah. That's how self-sufficient he's going to be. It's going to be great. Is he retired? Yeah. Oh, because uh, newly retired. It's a way to like walk around work and like here have some free honey it's like a, a way to earn social currency yeah you'll be the honey guy yeah honey is the new bitcoin dude <laughs> it's yeah. not centralized man the fed doesn't control it dude it's a hundred dollars a gallon bees. it's like liquid gold that's a lot of honey i don't know how many bees that is but jeez <laughs> i want to be your dad Okay, so some more ideas for the coronavirus. I had a few ways to cover your face. One is a snorkel mask. So I saw a couple viral videos of guys wearing like a snorkel in a grocery store with like swim flippers and stuff just to be ridiculous. But I saw a doctor on YouTube. He said the snorkel will just shoot the particles farther up in the air and aerosolize them farther. So it's, it's actually worse for everyone else. So my thought is you take an N95 mask or some whatever mask, cut it into like nine pieces, and then you, you could put one piece on the end of the snorkel. So you could like, instead of using the mask once, although people reuse them, I guess, you could get more use out of the mask by just using a tiny little bit of it on the end of the snorkel, assuming that you can breathe through it, which might not work. Who knows? Whatever. Something to try. But, uh, yeah, the problem with the snorkel is it doesn't cover your nose. So here's where I'm going to get ridiculous. So my thought was you could create a wearable fishbowl helmet so your head is underwater in a fishbowl and you're breathing through the snorkel. And so the water in the fishbowl would cover your eyes, nose, and ears. So it would protect all of your head orifices from the coronavirus. And you could see through. It would be blurry. But you could see through the um, fishbowl as you walked around. Another problem with that, though, is that air does get into water. Water isn't an airtight barrier. So there's a thing called poopery. I don't know if you've heard of it. But it's a spray that you spray on the toilet water in your toilet bowl. And it creates like a gel oil barrier. A film oil. Um, yeah. So it keeps the shit smell in the water. So I would think it would do the same thing. It would keep the air out of the water so the coronavirus particles wouldn't get into the water to touch your head. Wait, but poopery smells good. Now you're back at yeah, square it, one. Oh, yeah, yeah. It would cancel out the... Um... Now you fucked the whole thing up. Now dude, people want dude. to smell you. No, no, the opposite of poopery. Pooperont. <laughs> you can do it. You can make water smell like shit without shitting in it. Mm. Yeah. There Delicious. you go. Um, and then I had two other ways to cover your face. And the idea is instead of wearing a mask all the time, you invent some device that has a sensor on your chest. So it senses when you're coughing or sneezing in that split second before the air gets out of your mouth, it like shoots something in front of your mouth to cover it up. Like an airbag? Yeah. So I had, um, I called it either a spinning mask or a jumping bandana. So the jumping bandana would have like an airbag that would shoot something up from your chest. 
to cover your mouth in time. I don't know if it w- would work, but... This is just me and my brain, but my brain just immediately went to a racist when I heard jumping bandana. <laughs> when you said jumping bandana, I was like, oh, Mexican jumping beans bandana. That's exactly just how my brain translated. Oh, my so. God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I like that idea, though. There's a bike helmet that does that. Like, basically, it's an airbag that inflates when, like, you're falling. Huh. Yeah, so may- maybe it would have to be, like, re-inflatable, like, every time you cough or sneeze. And you'd run the risk of, like, it would have to block the particles, not, like, launch them farther away. So it would have to be in time. And so I-, I don't know if it would work. And it-, it would get a lot of attention. People would think it was funny. And you could talk, because, I mean, you do spread the virus a little bit when you talk, but I think I heard that the big particles, like, that you can feel, like the little pieces of spittle when people sneeze or um, cough, those are the big carriers of the coronavirus. So, the idea, it would be a partial prevention of the spreading the virus that would allow you to talk and people to see your mouth. And then uh, the last one, I called it the germbrella. And that's pretty simple. It'd just be a, a normal umbrella, but it would just go down farther, like down below your mouth, and it would be clear. And they actually have those. I think I saw them in like an Austin Powers movie, or it reminds me of like the 1970s. I Googled it, and they have one like at Kohl's. It's called the Totes Bubble Umbrella. It's just a silly umbrella that it's like super tall, so it, it goes like way down. So it would block the sneezing and the coughing. I think it was intended for, like, sideways rain. Yeah, but it would work for the mm-hmm. sideways rain coming out of your mouth. No, absolutely. Yeah. Dude, you know what? I saw somebody uh, kind of related to that. You guys ever seen those videos of people playing, it's like bubble soccer, like you're inside a bubble and you just run into people? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, you could just... Yeah, those things, those things are sold out on Amazon. <laughs> oh, are they? Yeah, people yeah, are just fucking buying them up. Because of the virus? Yeah, man. Yeah, well, I think it's and like half half virus. Yeah, I'd love to do that one of these days. So the umbrella, you could also wear like a bib and like duct tape the bib to the bottom of the umbrella so that if you cough, like the particles won't fall and land like on the desk in front of you or wherever you're at. So it'd like catch them. So it'd be like, think of it like a giant mask that you carry like an umbrella. So then I thought you could get some augmented reality glasses and they could run some app and they could like show if somebody's too close it could warn you like back up it could even say like uh like an angry police thing like you're too close back away like automatically like um they do have that app uh, new zealand implemented that app oh, where it uses like bluetooth to like warn you like you're too close to someone and stuff and it kind of like contact traces and it lets basically the government surveil where everyone's been. Could you change the ringtone on that to where like if someone does get too close, it plays that one song where it's like, don't stand so close to me. Yeah, definitely. I've, I've never heard Damn. that song before. Have you heard of the anti-molestation songs? You guys have never heard it? Like when you were kids, like there's even a dance where you like make a box around like your private parts. It's like, stop. Don't touch me there. This is my no-no square. And then you, like, make a box around your pee-pee. I thought that was, like, a Tosh.0 bit or something, or, like, a joke. No, this, that's, a, that's a real thing. Must be new. I'm almost 40, so, I mean, 
they didn't have anything like that when I was a kid. Whatever, uh, we got off on a tangent there. So yeah, the augmented reality glasses, I thought, it could also, I don't know if New Zealand one has this, if it saw somebody cough, it could like highlight them in red, like this is a person to stay away from. So as they walked around in the room, it would show them as red, so you know to stay away from them if they coughed. Literally a scarlet letter. Yeah. And it could update, like, as doctors learn more about the virus, like how far away you have to stand and how it spreads, it would just automatically update, so you wouldn't have to remember shit. But yeah, that was the eighth one. The last two will go quick. They're kind of boring. The next one I called the no-touch bathroom. The idea is that... um you don't have to touch any of the doors or sinks or... I mean, they already have the no-touch sinks and the no-touch hand dryers. Big bathrooms, like in stadiums and stuff, they don't have a main door. Well, some of them do, some of them don't. But you just walk in and then make a turn, and then that's how you get in the bathroom. So there's no main door that you've got to touch. And then I had an idea for bathroom stalls. Basically, you would have like a fully open latch... And so when you left the bathroom stall, you would open it all the way and latch it all the way open. And so when the next person walks in, they'd have like a foot pedal and it would undo the latch and the door would have a spring on it and it would spring closed and lock. So the idea is you can get into the bathroom without ever touching anything. And then you do your business. And then when you leave, you open the door with your hands like normal, but you're going to wash them like 10 seconds later. So the idea is you can get in the bathroom and take a 10-minute shit or whatever, and you don't have to worry about not touching your face while you're shitting because you've never touched anything on the way into the bathroom. And then the only thing you've got to touch is the door of the stall two seconds before you wash your hands. I personally have a bidet, so I don't even need to wash my hands. I have a removable shower head, but I still wash my hands. You could have a voice-controlled bidet. So you wouldn't even have to press the button on the bidet, uh, like the Japanese toilet thing. But that's kind of silly. Again, you're going to flush right before you leave, or you're going to hit the bidet button when you're almost done. So you don't have to try as hard not to touch your face. And bashful people aren't going to want to say, Siri, blow dry my ass now. Like They're not going to want to blurt that out in the restroom at work. So I don't think the voice-controlled bidet would be necessary. And then the last, uh, the tenth idea would be, um, this is another boring one, to wrap it up on a boring note. So they're going to open up, like, restaurants and comedy clubs, in, like, places that have tables. They're talking about moving the tables, like, five feet away from each other or more because people sit around the table, so five feet plus the width of a person is pretty wide berth but my thought is you could like put the tables in in like cubicles like high up cubicles and you could even have like the top of the cubicle be like clear plexiglass so you can make eye contact with the waiter waitress and stuff and you can see the comedy show while sitting down through the glass plexiglass whatever and if you coughed it would be low enough when you're sitting down that it wouldn't go to the next table You could keep them closer together if you put them in like some wheelable cubicle thing that people could temporarily install during this coronavirus. And then like once coronavirus is over, they would just storm in a back room somewhere. So 
I thought that would probably work. The other thing is, um, my thought was, if you're in a building and they've got the HVAC going, the heating or cooling, it's just going to blow the virus around. So I think they should have the restaurants open for the dinner rush only. So all afternoon, they could heat the restaurant or cool it to be a comfortable temperature. And then before the people come in, they shut off the HVAC. So the, the air doesn't move around. And then they have these cubicles to like keep the air at the table. And then people eat and leave. So they get the, di- the, the main rush. And then after they close, they, could, they do all the cleaning shit, scrub everything down, whatever. So it'd be like halfway open, but it wouldn't be open all damn afternoon. It'd be just open for the dinner rush or for the comedy show. I would think that would work. They could totally do that. <laughs> These are like real ideas. Yeah, the, the last two are Not like real ideas. ideas. I think you've put way more thought into this than um, our elected officials, to be honest. Which I'm proud there are people like you out there with our best interest at heart. If you're doing a podcast or a show you want to plug, you can plug it. Open Mike's podcast every uh, Tuesday, and we're going to try to do a, a second weekly episode Saturday morning. Open Mike's podcast. Check it out. Didn't you do a, a TV special? Oh, yeah. The Getting Off Comedy special on uh, Amazon Prime. You can check that out, too. Cool. But, yeah, th- thanks again for uh, doing the podcast. I'll see you guys around if they ever open up the comedy clubs. For sure. Thanks, Tom. I appreciate it. Take it easy. Yep. Bye. Take it easy, Ahmed.